Hello and welcome to For or Against. I'm your host, Mike McFadden, and with me today are my friends Mike Wyman and Pat Lothian. You know the great Madsen once saying, there ain't no good guys, there ain't no bad guys, there's only you and me, and we just disagree. Well, we're here to tell you that he was full of shit. Here on For or Against, you can count on us to be the definitive arbiters of right and wrong. Unless, of course, we disagree, then, I don't know, flip a coin? What's going on with you guys this week? Let's start with you, Mike. Uh, my camera's broken, so you can't see my lovely face, but uh, I'm grinning <laughs> ear to ear after um, having spent a week in Taos, New Mexico, up in the mountains. Um, very fun. Um, recommended to all. All right. Pat, how about you? What's going on? <clears throat> I found a cat. <laughs> Tell you us found more. a cat? <laughs> so I was uh, strolling in the morning with Cece, as I do. And uh, there's a cat that ran across the street and um, I watched it like run into a yard and I'm like, is that escaped or is that an outside somebody's outside cat or what's going on? And I'm like, ah, I'll walk past it and see what happens. So I kept going and then somebody started pulling out from the house it went to. So I went back and asked if it was theirs and they said no. And it was like huddled under a bush. So I'm like, I have a baby. I don't need to do anything with this, right? But I felt bad enough that I went and I picked the cat up and it didn't. I was like, okay, if it lets me pick it up, then it's probably like somebody's cat. And I'll try to help out. <laughs> if it bites me, then I have rabies. <laughs> yeah. Um, then it was a good run. <laughs> and Cece, she's old enough. She can get home by herself. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I picked it up. And it was very nice, no collar or anything. Um, I went back home. I had no idea what to do with it. So I went and put it in a bathroom and it just wouldn't stop meowing, which my dogs very much liked. Um, <laughs> and so I, I looked around, I posted it on next door um, and I tried to figure out what to do. And a, apparently there's a place you could take it to. So I took it to that place a couple hours later. And <clears throat> basically they told me, that they were going to take the cat depending if it had a chip in it for three to eight days and it would be in its lost and found system a and then by and the, then by the door <laughs> yeah and then they uh neuter it give it vaccines uh put a little clip in its ear so you know that it's come in already and then put it back in the neighborhood you found it and then it's a neighborhood cat so uh they used to just murder them <laughs> seemed like this was a better solution um, oh, they just let him go. Yeah. So it had been the interesting thing is I found it on next door from like a month and a half earlier. Somebody had found it. And um, so it clearly it was like it almost seemed like it came like right in from outside. Like it clearly was surviving. They said they do a really good job at surviving. Um, but this person posted it. Somebody came, picked the cat up, brought it home and then brought it or, and then messaged them and said, I don't think this is my cat. <laughs> and then just dropped it back out on the street. Oh God. <laughs> it's like, good, good job. So this guy like went out of his way to like, hold on to this cat in his house for this lady. Oops. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Canada. she just, yeah, she just let it go. So I thought that was kind of fun. Isn't that what you did also, but there was a little field trip to have part of its anatomy removed? Yes. Um, so you're and a better person? <laughs> no, I was like, should I have just let it out again? But at least it's got, it's interesting now if I see a clipped ear, I'll know. Because it would have sucked if I brought it in and they're like, yeah, 
we've seen this cat already. <laughs> you wasted your time. This cat's a dick. <laughs> uh, did, did I ever tell you guys that my mom had cats in her backyard and she like went to one of these societies that gives like no kill traps and then they do the process that Pat's describing. She got five of them, five <laughs> of them at once. And I think there's some that are still around 11 years later. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. They're, they're fine. They, they, can, yeah. they can make it in the wild. They're, uh, yeah, because they're the devil's spawn. So the, the devil, devil <laughs> keeps them alive. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, I'm trying to think if I have any updates this week. Uh, I think I'm in week three of school. And uh, my update is that everything feels kind of normal it's just that everybody happens to be wearing masks. And so I'm hopeful that you're that... not in Tennessee. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> not in Tennessee. Um, I did hear about, um, a superintendent in like, uh, Tomahawk, Wisconsin, uh, implemented a mask mandate and then got fired. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good about where we are and I'm hopeful that it continues to be good. Hey, there's always horse medicine. That's always Apparently that's, <laughs> we don't know enough about the vaccine, but we sure know enough about this horse medicine. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, last week, Rob and Courtney were here and Mike and I weren't. Now Mike and I are here and they're not. But it's basically the same show. One of us will raise a topic and we'll decide if we are for or against it. There will probably be less endorsement of legalized murder this week, but that's just <laughs> splitting hair, hairs. <laughs> We love you, Courtney. Mike, let's start with you. What's your first topic for the We evening? love and fear, Courtney. <laughs> but only one day of the year. Every other day. I'm still a little afraid. Uh, I got a link for you, boys. It's coming through. Hot. Okay. From the Coca-Cola company. Uh, I, I saw this one live in the wild and thought that we had to, to talk about it. In fact, I have one of them in front of me. Although, again, my webcam's broken, so you can't see it. It is Coca-Cola with coffee and i don't mean coca-cola mixed with coffee i mean a product called coca-cola with coffee it's meant to pour like a coke and finish like a coffee are we for (laughs) or against coca-cola with coffee mike mcfadden hmm i have you looked to see what the uh uh with zero sugar that's what i was looking for um, they have a zero you, sugar version. This one's chock full of the stuff. Okay. Do you know, is it uh, carbonated? It is carbonated. You're going to okay. get your little ASMR ears tickling here in a second. I, <laughs> I, I think I would try this, especially the zero calorie one or the zero sugar one. Um, I'm trying to think. I've, I've had some strange coffees. Like, you remember when they started doing... Um, it was almost like a beer, but it was coffee. Yeah. There was no alcohol, but it was like a cold, brew, like a like a foam, like a almost like a, a nitro cold brew. Yeah, nitro cold brew. That's this, still around. Yeah. Okay. So I was suspicious about that, but thought it was kind of fun, novel way to consume my caffeine. I feel like this might be a canned version of that. Um, I wish that you had that told us about this. Bubbles. This has uh, bubbles. Uh, I feel like it had oh, sort of nitro carbon carbonation or something. <laughs> I'd try this. I'm four. Sign me up. I wish you Mike had told us four, about this. Patrick. Try it together. Uh, so I'm interested to see or hear uh, what it's like because uh, Monster has a coffee drink, but it just tastes like coffee drink. Like it just tastes <laughs> like a. Like uh, 
super... do you call it coffee drink? <laughs> what do you what do you call coffee drink? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like Maybe would coffee? you like a sand? Would you like some sandwich food? <laughs> uh, so I would definitely give this a try. But I'm wondering if they like tried to make it taste like coffee and Coke, and that might be real weird. So I have a feeling I'd have one of these ever. But I'm gonna be four because I try it. Mike, I'm dying to know if you had it All yet, right. or are you gonna do I it? I have it. I'm gonna crack test. it open live on this, air. This is the first one. This is the first one. This is caramel colored or flavored, which I didn't want, but is the only one they had in singles. <laughs> caramel Wasn't ready to commit to the full four pack. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Crack it in by the mic. Rip it and rip it. All right, let's hear the pour. Don't chase yourself. <laughs> Your All mother right. listens to this show. <laughs> it, it looks my mother listens to this show. It looks so contain yourself. It looks just like a Coca-Cola. Oh no. <laughs> you have to narrate it, which is gonna be tough. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to describe exactly what's happening in my mouth. Um it's Coke. There's Coke in here. <laughs> But it, I mean, if you were to say, try and prank somebody and make pour ten percent of their Coke, or pour ten percent of their Coke, put coffee in it, that would be it. I don't know how to describe this. I'm sorry, my brain is all a flutter from this uh, <laughs> coffee drink. Uh, it's it's like a Coca Cola with ten percent coffee. That's what it is. Um, I don't <laughs> know why they made it there. a product. I don't know why they're selling it. Um, if you want to try this, just put some coffee in a Coke. Um, I would never buy it again. I just buy a Coke, which is a fine product. So I am against. But now <laughs> I got this to drink while we're talking. <laughs> so at least there's that. All right. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Pat, let's go on to your first topic <clears throat> of the evening. So this reviewer says it's more vanilla coffee than vanilla Coke. Disagree. Disagree. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> um i was a little worried that you were gonna say the same one that i had because i didn't know if coke owned mountain dew um but there is a mountain dew flaming hot and uh so a similar idea you're taking one thing and you're adding something that shouldn't be part of it (laughs) is it like a flaming hot cheetah that tastes like mountain dew or mountain dew that tastes like flaming hot cheetahs it's it's a drink, so it's okay. Mountain Dew that tastes like I've never heard hot. of a spicy drink before. Does such a thing exist besides just straight hot sauce for the bottle? <laughs> I mean, isn't like a Bloody Mary spicy? You yeah. can have like spicy point. Uh, margaritas point. and stuff like that. I think some um, tomato juices might have a little bit of a spicy kick, and any mm-hmm. sort of uh, beverage that has ginger in it. Yeah, okay. But what I have in those, I'm not also doing the do. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's a good point uh i'm gonna start with wine and oh and pat do you know what color yeah. it is red okay <laughs> neon red um <laughs> i uh i allow myself one mountain dew a year which i think <laughs> is the fda approved maximum allowable <laughs> dosage um but i would probably try this but make it alcoholic um like a fireball flaming hot mountain dew yeah i mean why have a bloody mary and then also a cup of coffee in the morning when you can just do it all in one go i'm giving it a try 
but I'm not buying the four pack on that one either. All right, uh, I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to try this to know that this is going to taste quite literally like hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Got a cute little guy on the front. Well, I don't think that's going to make up for the rancid taste. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm against this. I don't need to taste this to know that it's trash. Against. This looks like transmission fluid. It re- exactly <laughs> like transmission fluid. It feels to me like it's they like melted down red hots and added some water and then sent put it in a can. Um, not a fan of flaming hot Cheetos. I don't think I would like to drink that flaming hot Cheetos, so I'm against. <laughs> All right. Uh on to my first topic. Uh I would like to know, gentlemen, are you for or against escape artists? For. Okay. <laughs> Ta-da! Winant for or against escape artists? Uh, that's a skill for sure. Um, um, I, I think this goes back to a topic we had previously, which is just general magic uh, or sleight of hand magic. It's the same shit. Um, no, this is no, 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 no. Because this is there's nothing magical. When you boil it down. Right? No. When you boil it down, it's decidedly different because this is something that anybody could do. It just so happens that they've practiced it so they can do it fast. That's what sleight of you know that mad magicians are not magical. You know this, what? right? Fuck you, Linen. Yeah, you know uh, they're both meant to make you disbelieve what's happening. Before, how did they do that? How did they get out of this thing? See, I, I, I have to push back, Mike, because I feel like the general like gist of escape artistry is not that there's a how did you do that? It's a there's this really dangerous thing and you have one minute to escape and can you do it? And they always do it with one to two seconds to spare before the chainsaw decapitates them, for example. So it, it's not the, the the awe is not in the, the mystery. The awe is in the deftifying right. act. Okay, well, I, as the viewer, uh, am experiencing the same feelings, which I'm for. Okay. Uh, Can I, you I, elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I am very against this. I have been for a long time. Um, I, I'm i cool with some magic. Uh, America's Got Talent has some truly amazing magic that you do not understand how it happens you know that it's not magic but like they'll show something they recorded two weeks ago and it will be what one of the judges says and i don't know how you do that i'm sure there's some way to do it but i have no idea this they pretend like they're trying to do to unlock something for 55 seconds and then they slip the activation lever over and then don't get chopped in half. The only way I would like this, you say they're myself, liars. Yes, I am. I'm. I, if if one person's head got decapitated by <laughs> a, a chainsaw, then you know it's real. Every ten has to die. <laughs> I do it's sounding more and more like a Courtney episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I wish there was like an independent, like unbiased third party that could validate uh-huh. the the danger. Because every time I look at these, I just have to be like. Well, like 
no, <laughs> they're just, <laughs> it's just not that dangerous. Like, yes, I understand if you were to touch the chainsaw, but there's some mechanism that's going to prevent them from like actually dying. Yeah. And they tell these whole stories about how like they've never tried this before. <laughs> like <laughs> the risk reward on that does not uh, you know, add up. No, they're making tens of dollars. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Bar um, fuzz and <laughs> I do think that, there's a shot that uh back in the day uh like the houdinis were actually like they would practice getting out of a straight jacket like it wasn't a, a fake trick it was we we're actually picking this lock and this lock and then getting out of this jacket while we're underwater in a barrel but didn't he die going over niagara falls no he, he died punched. getting punched oh that's less exciting yeah yeah so i, I that is like a little better but it's still like can I undo a lock before I die is not interesting to me. Yeah. I have to agree with Pat. I I'm against escape artists because I just don't believe that. I don't believe the premise. Like I can, I can't get past that. And I'm oftentimes not impressed because none of their escapes are transferable to anything else. Like <laughs> if, if you, if the escape was like, they went to like, guantanamo bay <laughs> and like <laughs> were you know th then then they weren't there that would be impressive i don't know how you would convey that in a show <laughs> but uh <laughs> I i'm against that i actually was thinking about um having mentalism be a one of my topics which is what you were describing <laughs> with like the people who can like in intuit what was going to happen and i have a a sneaking suspicion that it's just totally fake and the judges are part of it and the producers are part of it because they get so specific that it's just like well there's no way that any of that could have happened and yeah i have to believe occam's razor suggests the uh, most likely uh, reason is most likely the reason and so i think they're just lying <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible all right, um, let's go back to Mike. Mike, what's your next topic? Uh, smoosh and bugs. Do you guys smoosh <laughs> or are you a uh, capture with a paper towel and let outside? Uh, Mike McFadden, you're a naturalist, whatever that may mean. Do you, do you, uh, do you uh, pick up the bugs and put them outside? Um, I uh, do respect uh, Mother Nature and uh ecosystems and habitats and if i am out in nature and a bug lands on me um i will swat it away and try not to to smoosh it generally unless it's biting me in which case it's fair game and i'm gonna kill that thing dead um but that's when i'm in their habitat when they're in my habitat when they're in <laughs> my house my backyard your rules disrupting my barbecue he captures them and then he puts them in a tiny glass box and watches them slowly die <laughs> yes i, I suffocate <laughs> them over days he sets up a tiny little saw like uh like room from the movies where they have to cut their own legs off to free. no uh, i am a smoosher when there is a bug indoors i don't care yeah like oh spiders they eat other bugs I, I, no the spider's dying if it's in my house and i I do it without remorse against not smooshing. Patrick, <laughs> you saved a cat. How about tiny little bug boys? I'm also against, but I'm against smooshing. Anti-smoosh. Uh, yeah, I have a bug catcher that I use to catch bugs and put them outside. 
because that makes me feel bad when I kill. Wait, all things. bugs? All bugs? Yeah. Like, is there like if there's a mosquito in your house, you're gonna try to well, catch no. that? Okay. Anything that can hurt my family is that like if there was a black widow in the house, that thing's getting smushed. If there is a uh, mosquito that could have a disease in it and is, uh, I mean, you, you can't even catch a mosquito. You got to kill those things on, on site. Maybe you can't. All right, Mike, are you a smoosher? <laughs> I am a smoosher, although I have the same feelings as Patrick, but I'm just a bit more lazy. Uh, it's way easier to kill it than it is to, to let it outside. So um, I will... Uh, I will have to face the great bug god in the sky when the time comes for the crimes I've committed. But uh, yeah, I smoosh. Uh, although I do let spiders go because um, spiders uh, are, are your friend, apparently. I also pay a guy to come because I live in Texas to come and spray the outside of my house for like to murder toxins them that are not legal in, uh, in 49 other states. Um, so I guess I am killing them already. Uh, if they do manage to get inside, I should give them a reprieve, but nope, they're going to die too. All right. Pat, we're back to you. Uh, so going from flavors that we are guessing are going to be terrible to not knowing the flavor, the Oreo limited edition mystery chocolate sandwich cookies. So these cookies come to you. You have no idea what they taste like. And if your family can guess, what the mystery flavor is, you have a chance of winning fifty thousand dollars. I don't I know when this happens. Guess before you eat it, or guess after? <laughs> no, after. Like well, I'm sure, like the first people to to guess it could win. Well, and you eat it, and then you have to guess yes. what you just ate. Exactly. And, and Oreo is like going. They are presupposing that most people won't be able to guess what the flavor yes. is. <laughs> Can I jump in and say I'm against this idea? Go ahead. I'm against this idea. If the premise of the game is try to guess what I just fed you, you're probably not going to be able to figure it out. I'm out. Right away. I don't uh, trust. And whining. I'm looking at these things and they look exactly like Oreos. Um, the, the crazy thing is, is that it, it makes you re really come to light just how artificial all of the shit that we put in our bodies is because yeah. they can make Oreos look exactly like Oreos, but taste like whatever. <laughs> um, uh, so I therefore am against just because the gamifying win 50 grand Oreo, you know, make it worth my while. You guys make some money. You guys have some of that cakesters money from the from back in the day. Uh Maybe $500,000 and then I'll, I'll buy a pack because I haven't bought a pack of Oreos since the Reagan administration. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, are you going to double stuff a mystery box? Of well, first, real quick, the questions on Amazon are, are these Fruity Pebble ones? I see mixed reviews. So it's possible that they're Fruity Pebbles. It's a mystery. I, actually, they did reveal it in, in 2019. If you want me to spoil it for you, Wait, this is something that happened like three oh, years yeah. <laughs> in the past. Yeah, <laughs> good topical <laughs> subject matter, Pat. <laughs> what it, what flavor is it? It was churro. Ooh. Oh, okay. Somebody just asked, "What flavor is it?" And somebody <laughs> asks, "Is the my mystery Oreos kosher?" Probably. <laughs> We're not going to tell you. Uh so I yeah, think, I think kosher rules like prevent you from eating certain types of food, and Oreos are not food, so I think you're good. <laughs> you're probably 
good. Yeah, I'm against. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. It's fun to do this show. We wouldn't do it if it wasn't, but that doesn't mean it's not also work. Along with hosting the show, I run our website and social media. Pat and I split the editing duties. Mike writes our lovely scripts that I read to the letter. Boing, boing, floppy hat speedboat. Rob's a part of the show, too. With all this work, I'm sure you're <laughs> screaming into your phone right now. How, oh, how can I support these boys making such, <laughs> such informative and creative content? I'm glad you asked. Go to our shop at foragainstpod.com slash shop and buy some merch. We get a portion of what you spend, and you can get any number of things. A mug, a hat, a shirt with a fish I drew on it, and oh, so much more. Check it all out at foragainstpod.com slash shop. And we're back. I think we're uh, on to me now. Uh, my next topic for the evening uh, is, uh, well, I wrote down iOS state IDs. So just to give a little backstory, um, at uh, Apple's last developer conference, they revealed that some states were partnering with Apple to make it so that you could carry your state ID, driver's license, if you will, um, on your mobile device. I'm assuming that this will eventually make its way to all states and all uh, platforms. So let's just broaden this to say, are you for or against carrying your driver's license digitally on your phone? This might go quick. Let's start with uh, Pat. Uh, yeah, I'm for this. Uh, the less things I have to carry, the better. I have no problem with this. It might be a problem with the kids, though, because they're going to have to decide, am I going to keep looking at TikTok or is my phone going to die and I can't get into the bar? So I think that's your biggest problem is, is phones. The battery's not so good yet. Uh, but other <laughs> than that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for, I have no problem with this. All right. I'm trying to identify if there is any downside. Mike, can you identify any? Yeah, I don't want you mixing my autotocracy with my corporocracy, all right? <laughs> like, I, like, yes, the government owns everything about me and knows everything I'm doing. And yes, the corporations also know everything I'm doing. I don't want them sharing information. They might figure something out again. <laughs> okay, so they might yes. figure something out. <laughs> uh, you, I guess you do make a valid point about uh, security concerns, and so uh, I would perhaps want the assurances that there was some sort of. Pinky divide. swear. They're going to have to pinky swear. <laughs> yes, I need Tim Cook to give me a double pinky swear. Uh, I Along Isn't it Tim with, Apple? Yeah, Tim Apple. <laughs> Same guy. Along with our governor. Okay. Um, I I think I'll probably use this when it becomes available, and I think everybody will. And you're going to have people like Wynan saying, no, let's keep these separate. Let's not do this. And then you're going to be like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> and that will be it. And that will be most people. Um, okay. Let's go back to Mike, uh, your last topic for the evening. My last topic is another liquid uh topic Ooh. a juice cleanse uh Ooh. you can do these for three days you for your you butt or days. your mouth um I, the way that i'm talking about it or is orally uh okay. juice cleansing so your butt <laughs> <laughs> well your butt my mouth um wait what <laughs> <laughs> so are you for or against the idea of a juice cleanse the idea being that uh taking a day away from solid foods will allow your uh, or your gut health to reset. Um, juices can have lots of vitamins. Um, it keeps you very, very hydrated. Kind of reset the day. You can do it for a day. Some people do it as long as 10 days without actual solid food. 
uh, curious, uh, Mike McFadden, uh, are you for or against the juice cleanse? I've never Pads, done, but it's not involved. <laughs> I've never done a juice cleanse myself, uh, but I have done a fast. And I, if I remember correctly, I think at one point I did a three day fast um, and I was maybe allowed liquids. And so maybe I did a juice cleanse of some sort. Uh, I think that going without food or depriving yourself of the food that you're accustomed to having for an extended period of time, and I think a day counts, um, is something that's good for you so that you can understand what it actually means to be hungry. And if you can extend that for two days without you know, falling into some sort of medical malady, then that's a good thing for you. Uh, I am under the impression that most juice cleanses are, uh, the science is just mostly quackery and uh, it, it's not actually beneficial for you from like a real health standpoint. And if you're losing weight, it's just because <laughs> you're not eating and probably getting diarrhea. Um, <laughs> And so as soon as you start eating again, that that comes back. Um, but I, I think even with, with that being the case, I think it's still something that you should try once at least. I'll, I'll be for today. All right. How about you, Pat? Well, like all of us, I like the sensation of peeing out of my butt. <laughs> so... Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the most bad butt I've ever had <laughs> conversation. I've had a lot of conversations with Patrick. He's four. He said he's four, Mike. <laughs> We're back to you. He's he's short and concise. This is a true speed round for Patrick. Um, I'm going to do a juice cleanse on Friday. Um, mm. I'm a person who I'm pretty confident that uh, a large portion of my total volume is farts. <laughs> and so if I can just, you know, as you get older, if I could just, uh, you know, stop that or, or stop fueling the fart machine for a day or two, maybe I'll feel a little bit better. I don't really believe in the myth of detoxing or everything. I also have a wedding to go to that I'm supposed to look really nice. And I think uh, getting all my farts out will make me feel better. Um, so uh, I'll let you know how it goes. I think it is worth cutting out like uh categories of food like if you've never done a no carb diet go a couple days without eating carbs and at least for me personally i know that i like i don't get to the end of every meal in like pain <laughs> like, <laughs> and sometimes that pain is emotional it's more of a regret than it is a physical <laughs> sort of thing um that's something that you should do and so if a juice cleanse gets you there again uh, i will reiterate i am for okay uh, are we on to pat now yes pat yeah your last topic okay i just shared it in the chat so this is a gummy snack Ew, so like, uh. like gummy bears but it's gummy bug tape so it is a what looks like a long piece of tape that has bugs caught in it so well, it looks like a go- fly trap yeah yeah which are real things <laughs> that this is based on. <laughs> well, there's also tape that does that. Which I is know. Probably, yeah. But those are fly traps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, both same. agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying like your analogy is like, it looks like a gummy bear, but it's tape and it has bugs. And it looks like a bug trap. Well, I'm just trying trap to say that it's made of gummies. That it tastes right. like gummy. So let's go with that. It, it tastes pretty good. Let's say it tastes like a good gummy bear. Are you for or against this? Uh, I liked 
Winan's reaction, and he is the candy expert. So let's start with Winan. I once upon a time had a candy blog, and therefore it is my civic duty and duty to to try this. So I am for. I thought these were actual bugs in (laughs) tape, and I have had candy that does exist that has bugs in it. I even reviewed one once upon a time, and that was not an enjoyable experience. Uh, but these are all all candy, uh, although I'm looking at it now. And this is made in China. So uh, who knows how long ago they made it? Um, but um, uh, four, although the kid on the front of this, he is not enjoying this. He does not <laughs> want to eat this. <laughs> but I'm braver than him. <laughs> okay, McFadden. Uh, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this at all. Um, it's like... It's like they had a brainstorm session at Fruit by the Foot. And they're like, how could we make our product 80% worse than it already is? <laughs> Everybody loves our product. How do we make that not yeah. happen anymore? Like, we really want to reduce market share. <laughs> and if you know that was the brainstorm session that happened, this is definitely the result. This is gross. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand the let's make something that looks disgusting and it, it looks disgusting as candy, not just as like the not just a concept that you're trying to eat bug tape, but it's just it looks like bad candy. I'm against this. I don't want any part of this. Pat, how many have you had today? Um, I've only had three tapes. Uh, yeah, I'm against as well. I think gummy bears are an okay candy, but I only need a couple. And this is like a lot of gummy bears in one. So you're a full bag of chip, half a bag of gummy kind of guy. Exactly. So against tape gummy bugs. All right. I have a very specific um, for or against for you guys next to close out the show. And it has to do, I've been watching America's Got Talent lately. It's been a pretty crappy season, in my opinion. Um, Maybe America doesn't. Maybe this year they don't. Um, Every now and then there will be a, contestant on this show who is doing a character or an alter ego but for the show they never break character but you can google them while the while they're performing and like oh this is that comedian i fell down a rabbit hole on this guy (laughs) (laughs) so there's one particular candidate or uh, uh, contestant uh, i think larry the cable guy (laughs) well okay that's a good example um but this guy's name is i think keith abernathy and he does this like dork character who dances. Um, so how do we feel about having an alter ego without breaking character in the age of the internet when it's very clear that you're just playing a character? Are we for or against this? And is there a way to do it right? Pat, uh, you, since you went down the rabbit hole, Maybe you can give our listeners some background information that I omitted. What did you um, learn? Well, I learned that this guy's been doing this same character for over a decade. And that he has dozens of videos of him dancing as this character. And that's all it is, is like he'll be dancing in one location and then dancing in another location and dancing in another location. But he's also like a a, a working comedic actor, right? Uh I mean, he has a reel, but it seems like a, I mean, it's an independent like film reel. So I don't know 
I, I feel like that's probably what he does for most of his work, but I don't know how successful he is. Um, and I, I thought the first dance was kind of funny. Did you see him do it again? I saw the second one and he did not take it up a notch. <laughs> no, uh, it was just, it was awkward. Like you kind of felt bad for him, but then like still three of the judges liked it, which is weird. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't, I'm probably against this character, but that's not what you're asking. Come back to me. Go to Wynan. Right, fine. Wynan, the, the concept of like performing uh, as an alter ego, but, but in this age where there's no mystery about who you actually are, for or against. So I don't like Larry the Cable Guy, but <laughs> there are people who manage to keep this, you know, ambiguity between them real selves and fake selves like neil hamburger from long ago um emo phillips is another but have you guys watched joe para talks to you no you've yeah. just said three people that I, i've never heard of <laughs> okay. joe para uh talks with you is i mean maybe the greatest show of, certainly of the of this decade perhaps I mean, definitely a top five of this century. Um, it is about a guy. He is a music teacher in Michigan. Uh, and his name is Joe Para. And he's just the most milquetoast, plain, but ultimately joyous and fun guy. But he's so plain that no person could be this way. But yet when he does interviews, every stand-up routine he's done, Anything you can find about this guy, this is him. He's not really playing a character on this TV show other than he sets it in Michigan rather than New York where he lives. Um, and people are desperate to get him to break character and he never does. Um, and so the I think the mystery of someone like Joe Perra, and I wish you guys have seen it, not only so that we could discuss it, but just so that your lives could be enriched, um, is it adds something to it. Um, I know he can't be like this in real life. The, the whole world drags us down all down at some point, And he's still just this joyous bit of wonder. Um, I like it. I'm for if you do it well. But if it's like, you know, everybody knows that's not you, then you got to drop the act. Yeah, I think, Mike, I think you brought something here that the character has to have depth. I think where Keith Abernathy rubbed me wrong is that he had this funny, quirky dance and that was the entirety of his shtick. And there, there wasn't much more to it than that. That was about can... 90% uh, Napoleon Dynamite. So Yeah, right. <laughs> about 90% Napoleon Dynamite. But he was a little older with a bad comb over. And, and that was the, like, the entirety of the, the bit. And so I, as I'm thinking about this more, I feel like um, Zach Galifianakis's Between Two Ferns is a good example of an alter ego that's like actually him, like but an alter ego version of himself um, doing a character that is like hilarious and funny and like goes a lot of places. Um, he also, I forget the name of it, but he has another alter ego. It's like he's playing his cousin and sometimes his brother. Like, yeah, his, his brother. brother like shave his beard into a mustache at intermission and come out as a totally different like version of himself and like that's commitment and it's really funny there's depth there um so i think mike yeah i'll 
I'll be for it if there's something to it. But if you're just combing your hair poorly and you're doing a bad Napoleon Dynamite impression, I will pass. It sounds pass. like it's not the character you don't like. It's just that this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been. <laughs> Pat, do you uh, want to add anything? <laughs> well, Wynan didn't convince me because I flipped open this guy's uh, YouTube and it, it's not one of the best shows of our generation. Um, you, I, you, you flipped up the YouTube and were watching it as you were talking to us. And that's yes. what you're deciding. On. <laughs> that is what I'm deciding on. I felt like uh, I, I like it could put me to sleep anyway. Well, he has a, he has a whole episode about Joe Paris puts you to sleep. Um, that's kind of part of it. Do me a favor, watch a whole episode. They're only 15 minutes long and tell me how you feel. But then you have to watch The Last Airbender. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll watch an airbender. <laughs> yeah, that's your level of, of, of quality. It's the last airbender. Give it a chance. All right, cool. Well, I think that's it. That's the entire show. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Instagram at Four Against Pod. And do us a favor. Next time you're singing along to a song with friends and it quickly becomes clear you don't know the words as well as you thought you did, save yourself the embarrassment and just start talking about the show. You save face and more people learn about our show. Once again, it's a win-win. See you next time. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against discussing random issues man this show is immense so tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence man we debate a lot of issues boy where do we start adults who drink milk and self-driving cars you listening now to for or against so turn the volume up this is for or against